It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Political Game in Resol's Time A Politician Without Ambition is the title of Chapter 13 of Ambassador Leon Maria Guerrero's prize-winning biography of our national hero, Dr. Jose Resol. The book, titled The First Filipino, won first prize in the Resol Biography Contest during the centennial of Resol's birth in 1961. I have just finished the Filipino translation of this book for Anvil Publishing. Aside from the Spanish friars, Resol had to contend with his fellow expatriates in Spain. The best among them was Marcelo Hilario del Pilar, who used the anagram of his surname for his pseudonym, Plerital. Guerrero said that del Pilar is perhaps the nearest of all his generation to the modern Filipino. Modern in his concept of political activity, modern in his belief in organization, modern in his skillful and efficient use of mass propaganda methods, he was the prototype of the modern politician, lawyer, newspaper man and civic leader. Del Pilar then seemed like the prototype of the 21st century Filipino politician, schooled, skillful in the use of social media, certain about his or her destiny as a leader of the people. He joined the colony of expatriates in Europe who were plunged into intrigues, a sticky web that also included Rizal. The expatriates had never gotten along. The battle line was drawn in blood. The expatriates with Spanish blood, like Antonio Regidor and Eduardo de Lede, wanted to accommodate the Spaniards, the full-blooded Filipinos were suspicious and looked at this as a betrayal. They even quarreled about who should be the editor of the expats newspaper. As it turned out, the editorship went to neither Lede not Llorente nor Rizal but to Graciano López Hina, and afterwards, to Plerital. Parallel to the conflict over the editorship of España and Filipinas was one on the expats organization. In 1888, they planned a new Philippine-Spanish association to be headed by Miguel Moreta. But many of the expats didn't like him, some because he was an excommunicated Mason, others because he was a Spaniard. So, the other expats in Barcelona held their traditional New Year's Eve reunion and organized a rival association called La Solidaridad, with Galicano Apacible as president, Graciano López, vice-president, Manuel Sta. Maria, secretary, Mariano Ponce, treasurer, and José Ma. Panganiban, auditor, all genuine Filipinos. Rizal was out of the loop, and he suspected Del Pilar as being responsible for shutting him out. In a letter to José Maria Bassa in Hong Kong, he wrote of Del Pilar, they would be of greater service to the country if they were in the Philippines, there is nothing like staying there to be of real service, that is where education is needed, where the work must be done. It is all right for young men to come here to study, but those who already are educated should return and live there. Marcelo del Pilar already had an education and did not have to come to Europe. Here, one can see that Rizal already knew who his closest political rival would be for the leadership of the expats in Spain. The Barcelona group was active and was soon publishing their own brave newspaper with the same name as their society, La Solidaridad. Rizal then sent his congratulations, you can count on me for everything, I want to be where you are. Del Pilar in turn reported, at last, our little paper is out, democratic in its policy, but much more democratic in the organization of its staff. You should see how Graciano the editor writes, corrects proofs, makes up the paper, distributes the copies and even carries them to the post office, how naining, Ponce, the business manager goes out for stories, 
writes, corrects proofs, addresses the copies, attends to the correspondence and also distributes the copies. I am the only good for nothing, but it was not long before the staff of the Soli were sniping at each other. Graciano, complained Ponce, is losing his enthusiasm, we find it difficult to get him to write, and Del Pilar has to do most of it. When the Soli moved to Madrid, Risal urged Ponce to move as well, you had better go to Madrid, they need you there. The newspaper does not get on well without you. And later, when Lopez had left the staff, Marcelo cannot handle it by himself. Things only turned for the worse, as with many Filipino organizations overseas, then and now. As Guerrero would put it, it was to be no less than a political duel for the leadership of the expatriates. It is difficult to believe that the conflict between Rizal and Del Pilar arose merely from the petty misunderstandings to which it is generally attributed. Rizal and Del Pilar were, after all, mature men of experience, sober, serious, dedicated. Yet the accepted account of their quarrel, which is almost entirely based on a letter of Del Pilar to his brother-in-law, makes it appear almost childish. There was also the hotly contested election on who would lead the expats. We do not have Rizal's version except for a brief reference in a letter to Bassa in Hong Kong to the conspiracy which they tried to contrive against me using our friend Del Pilar who unwittingly lent himself to it, I won, however. But this has left me very disgusted. Clearly, Del Pilar was a better politician than Rizal. Del Pilar was wary of committing himself, quick yet discreet in seizing opportunity, skilled in dissembling and in the subtle art of feeding the fire while appearing to dampen it and much more experienced in handling human beings, the raw material of politics. Moreover, Rizal was too sensitive to slights, whether imagined or real, and had a low EQ. He was ambitious beyond the reach of his influence, yet not ambitious enough to keep the leadership for which he had paid with humiliation. He wanted his leadership to be recognized, and accepted only due to his merits and his readiness to serve. The mere hint of opposition was enough to anger and disconcert him, yet Antonio Luna had already reminded him that absolute unanimity was an absurdity or as I keep telling my politician friends, you should already be thankful if you get just 50% of what you wish for. And unity, then and now, seems to be a pipe dream. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.